Welcome back to the News and Views of Radio Network as we come to you live from the Delta. That's right. I love getting a chance to go to these uh, chamber events. It's the Midwest Economic Outlook Summit. The boss that puts all these together with her tremendous staff, Shannon Full, is with me. Shannon, how you been? I've been good, but I use that term boss very loosely. So I, some days I feel like... Uh, uh, everyone else is the boss. I just do what I'm told. It's it's my way of not saying CEO or president. People just know. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. If things goof up bad, it's on you. It is true. That there is true. Go. There. And you're good at your job. I want to vouch for you there. Oh, um, you. Let, let's talk a little bit about the summit. What, what, yeah. What's the goal here? By the end of today, what will you have wanted to accomplish? Uh, increasing the awareness on the current financial markets and any of the uh, as best as possible projections into the future. So uh, this is we've done an, an economic event like this uh, for 20 years. But but this particular Midwest Economic Summit uh, is only our second year in doing this. And uh, we are so thrilled at the results. Twenty five chambers from across the North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota are streaming this program into their own communities so it get that warms my heart because i love this industry of the chamber world uh, but to allow chambers that are smaller that maybe don't have the resources that we yeah. have to be able to give them access to these high quality caliber speakers and add value to their members for their membership that's that's a big deal we can't do this without great partners like that um, great, great sponsors. We can get into that uh, in a bit because we can't do this without them. But then two really good keynote uh, addresses and two panels of very diverse industry leaders talking all about the economy. I, I read through it all. I mean, you've got Fannie Mae here. You've got the Fed here. You've got Marvin Windows here. I mean, you called some people mm. and said, would you mind coming to Fargo? And they said, you bet. Let's do it. Um, you talk about those those other chambers. I mean, obviously, you guys are the, the, the big horse in the room. I mean, you got Fargo, West Fargo, Moorhead, Dilworth, uh, Horace. You got everything in this room. I get that. But those other chambers that you're talking about that are streaming what you're providing, um, they've got some of the same problems. They, they do. do. Oh. The, the business startup, employee. Some of the things I've seen, Shannon, as I follow you in the Chamber magazine is where I get a lot of what, what you're trying to get out there. Um, you know, they've got those problems. And so any help you can give them is going to help you in the end anyway. Right. And reality of it is we also learn from, I've learned from a lot of my colleagues in those smaller communities, right? They have access to different business leaders, access to different people in the same regard. We get some of our greatest speakers from some of our partners uh, from other chambers. Has there ever been a time I mean, it, this is your profession. Yeah, you've done this for a long time, and, of course, it was my job to look out for, for my local industries back in, in my state Senate days. So I don't ever remember a time that was, that was so hard to predict mm. of what's going to happen next year as it is now. I couldn't agree more. The, um, and this is why I'm so excited for these keynote speakers, because um, I love, I think the crystal, the clarity in the crystal ball is really cloudy right now, right? right. And I, I think it's fascinating. In fact, um, uh, our keynote speaker that was just speaking said, you know, as as they make predictions, economists making position, p predictions, let's say, around unemployment, that uh, they, they anticipate by Q4 this year, unemployment will be 
up to like 5.4%. And and he joked that we put the 0.4 in uh, as to be funny because we really don't know, right? But we're thinking uh-huh. it'll be somewhere around 5% for unemployment, which does indicate that we are going to see uh, more job layoffs. We're going to see less new jobs opening, um, but it may make it a little bit more manageable. As you know, we've talked workforce many, many, many times. And the, the unemployment right now or the fact that we've got two to three jobs per person right now, it's just not sustainable either. So. So I had an economist one time up at the University of North Dakota tell me that unless unemployment is around 4%, he said it can be a little more, it can be a little bit less, but he said 4% seems to be the magic number. Unless you have unemployment at least at 4%, you're not going to have a successful economy. Mm-hmm. And I think that people that don't understand what you're working towards don't always realize that there's going to be unemployment. Mm-hmm. There's going to be people out of the workforce, and that isn't always a bad thing. Right. And our and the reality of it is our region here, our uh, labor force participation rate is way higher than the national average. We have way lower unemployment than the national average. So we see that that's a deal. Uh, this, is the, this is the thing that's always one that I love to challenge people because when we – that still means we need to be attracting businesses into right. our region. We also need to be attracting people into our region. We cannot have a sole focus because our economy, going back to this, our economy will not be able to continue to grow if we don't continue to do this multi-pronged approach. You're the conduit. You're the facilitator. When people knock on your door, they're looking for information. It isn't your job to sell the widget, That's exactly. uh, but it, but it's certainly your job to let people know where you'll help them sell the widget. That's right. uh, if I look at Fargo, Moorhead, the, the area that, that you represent right now, West Fargo, what I'm going to see is growth in areas that... Uh, that don't always go along with what people's vision of where their small business is going to be or what it's going to be. How do you reconcile that with a small business that wants to hang out a shingle? Because this this, this pace of growth here, mm-hmm. th- this d- dynamic, uh, you know, ever-evolving community, I'm not sure what kind of advice I would know to give them in terms of, hey, this is where your shoe repair business should be. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because it's all also dependent upon the type of business we're talking to, right? So when we're talking to our primary employers, these are employers that everybody asks, what is that? It's employers that doesn't matter the size, it can be a small business startup, but if they generate more than 50% of their revenue from outside of our region, they are wealth generators, right? They're bringing yep. new money into our economy that then allows a good for, barometer. for a multiplier yep. effect. So 50%. when we're so when we're talking to those businesses, those are businesses we really want to make a full-fledged effort to get them to to be here many of those in manufacturing and in um uh precision agriculture in um um a lot, uh, healthcare can be some of that because we're a regional healthcare center, so we draw people yeah. in. Uh, but for the most part, when we look IT, um, right? Those could be those jobs could be anywhere. But if we have if we have those companies here and the people work here, we know that that that's a big deal. Um, because then what happens if we're talking to the small business that that is the shoe repair business? They're seeing that this high concentration of those primary employers is an automatic for them to make the decision to yeah, be here, right? So they're shoes. ancillary. Yep, yep. Yeah. So when you when you look at a business comes knocking on your door, they go over to the umcomes and they sit down, they say, Shannon, I want to talk to you. Uh, what are the first things they ask? I mean, what, what are they 
asking you for in relation to whether or not their business should be here? And is it universal as per size of that business? It's not. Um, so, uh, the smaller, generally now, uh, the smaller the business, uh, smaller businesses are asking for uh, what does the network look like in this community? Can I get the support that I need? Um, where, Who else could I get connected with, right? We hear this all the time. People join the chamber for networking access, for opportunity uh-huh. access. That's really true for our small to mid-sized companies. Um, but they're also very concerned with the same thing that our large corporations are. What's the cost of doing business? Um, how can I make sure that I can get talent? Uh, there is no doubt that one of the top three questions now is, um, how can I be assured that we, I can source the talent I need? So what's been fascinating around um, companies, when you look at site location consultants or um, when CEOs are making decisions on where they're going to expand or move, uh, it used to all be you know cost of doing business, taxes. Now what you're seeing is uh, access to workforce has, has topped the list now yeah. on the site selector list. If I'm Shannon Full uh, and I've got 50,000 jobs open in my community and I say, come here. Uh, these are good paying jobs. The community is affordable. It's a great place to live. One of the young things that young professionals in every study I've seen uh, care about is the lifestyle. Uh, they want the walking paths. They want the opportunities to, I mean, you know what I'm getting at. They're not sitting there looking first at wages in some cases. They, they want to live their life the way they want to live their life. So you've, you've, you're competing for those 50,000 in the old days. You had people that would say, well, I don't have a job here, so why not? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. over. Yeah. That's done. you got to steal now. What's And what's fascinating about that is, it, you know, done this 20 years. 20 years ago, we would talk about the niceties, right? Oh, that would be nice if you had that. Now these are essentials. Uh, and it has changed the conversation around where do communities and states make investments? Um, because what used to be, oh, that would be a real nice thing to have. Now it is a, no, this is a tool in our toolbox, an essential tool that we're going to need to use to attract and retain. The other thing is about yeah. retention, right? Um, when we've got almost 30,000 higher education students here, we should be making a very concentrated effort as a community to retain as many of those students as we possibly can. And so that means engagement. You'll see there's a there's a table of students here from uh, two from each of the different colleges that we invited. Um, we're doing more of that. That was we're, a smart move. We're going more to the yeah. colleges saying, come, bring your students that would be interested in hearing this content. But taking it a step further, we're really big on making connections with those students and the businesses yeah. directly because that's what's going to keep them here. Students talk to students that was really smart a little bit more time okay hang with me shannon full uh she's the head of the chamber here in the well i gave you the town stick around uh more coming your way here on the news and views radio network back to news and views here on the news and views our radio network shannon full uh the head of the chamber is here it's their economic summit uh they're bringing a lot of people in and they're going out to a lot of people online and making sure all those different chambers. How many do you say? Twenty some are 25, taking part in this. Yeah, twenty five chambers from, from all across the North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota. Well, and it's a realization of what's going on in time too. You know that not everybody has to be at the Delta today. Right. Uh, albeit, I think it's good if they are here. But we do. We love. We have over five hundred people joining us today, and yeah. and we do love that. And they come in from all over. And I will tell you, even even those partnering chambers will have people. 
that want to come in person. And that that's great, right? We want to, yeah. we need to be able to provide that flexibility. So, so I want to talk a little bit uh, before I lose the opportunity about uh, legislative sessions, uh, because, you know, th- these are things that are evolving, ever moving. And, and you look at what certain legislators do and you've got to play that kind of game behind the scenes of, Hey, Wink, wink, nod, nod. This was a good idea. This was good intended. But, you know, and, of course, everybody knows what gets said before the word but really doesn't matter. It's what's said after. And so how are you playing that, that you know, juggling those balls this session? Yeah, you know, um, this is probably one of the um, strengths of our chamber, but it's also one of our passions. We really love working. And keep in mind, we've got Bismarck and St. Paul. You couldn't have two right. totally different legislative um, bodies, right? And so, um, but the part that the chamber is so critical in is, so we've played a significant role already in helping create the bills. Uh, we have businesses that are on the ground doing work day to day, but those businesses have people. So it's not like it's big bad business against the good of, of citizens, right? It's how do we make sure that we've got moderate approaches to what we're doing that makes sense. And so we're asked constantly to give insight and testimony, uh, build awareness. I just gave the example. I'll be headed today right after we're done here to present to the North Dakota Senate Workforce Committee on some of the things that we're seeing in workforce. These these great people that are serving as our elected officials, we, we need to thank them for serving, but also be a good coach to them, an advisor to them, be, be able to help. It's not all about the lobbying and swaying them to get them to vote our way, but really looking at how do we help to shape this together? That's our approach. It's very different than approaches that may have been in the past. How do you convince a group of people that one of the things that's so desperately needed, and they know this, is employees, but that you've got to go to this well to find employees? And they don't want you going to that well to find employees. And if you can solve that when you're in Bismarck, you're a miracle worker. You know, this is a really big challenge for us uh, in that um, the demands of our businesses right now are far greater than the great people that we currently have here in the state. We have to um, look differently at how we bring in a workforce and what that workforce looks like. And so when we do that, we'll be very successful in the future, but it is not an easy, there's not a silver bullet for it. Well, you've had the courage to broach the conversation, which I have to tell you, isn't always easy to just begin that way. It really isn't. Uh, And so by the end of the day, this economic summit, uh, they will have heard from leaders and you brought college students in there to hear them as well. Yeah, we did. Classy move. It'll be great. I thought that was a great move. Shannon, always good to visit with you. Appreciate it. Shannon Fole, ladies and gentlemen.